Mel Yummy Mummy Geriatric Mum? How the f*** did that happen? Hi, I'm Sally Wallace and welcome to my podcast, Adventures of a Geriatric Mum. Okay, I know what you're thinking. Why the name? Well, it's a label that I've been slapped with recently, so I've decided to embrace it. But don't worry, it's not all sore nips and stretch marks from here onwards. As a former radio presenter, public speaker, and someone who's a huge advocate of keeping banter alive, each week I'll be sharing life observations with a twist, random questions, subject matters that'll blow your mind, like, do we really eat spiders in our sleep? Am I the only woman who walks around with crystals in her bra? And... Why is it that my husband's clothes and socks are so much more comfortable than my own? All gripping stuff. Find me on Instagram and Facebook at Adventures of a Geriatric Mum. Something has brought you here today, and I think it's because we're on the same vibration station. Thank you so much for having a listen. I really hope you enjoy it. Hello and welcome. Welcome, welcome to Adventures of a Geriatric Mum. My name is Sally Wallace and I am your host. Are you a first time listener? Is this the first time you've clicked on an episode? Well, honestly, I welcome you with open arms. And if you keep coming back and you keep coming back, and what number is this one now? Number 55. And you've listened to the other 54 beforehand. Well, of course, I'm so grateful for you always returning. And I can only assume by now, as you are an avid listener, that you've already left me a five-star review on the platform that you listen on. Oh, I'm so grateful. Thank you, thank you, thank you. No, seriously, if you are listening for the first time, I really do hope that you do have a listen to the other 54. And then obviously, if I've continued doing, well, obviously I will do continue doing more and more, listen to other ones I recorded in the future and still yet to come. So if you have listened before, you'll probably know that I started cold water swimming earlier this year. And this is a big challenge for me. Um, it's something that I've always taken a bit, well, I have, ta- I have taken an interest in it um, because I want to, I want to experience the benefits and I want to challenge myself as well. And it scares me. That's the big thing. It scares the shit out of me, if I'm being honest. Because I have a thing about... Now, I'm not petrified of open water. So, oh my God. So my, one of my best friends lives in the south of France. And every year in my 20s, I would go and spend the summer with her and her family. And we would swim in the sea. And we would swim in Cannes. It's beautiful. You can swim all around like the... Um, you can swim into like caves and coves. And I used to do all of that. And that never bothered me the slightest bit, even though I used to get bitten by bloody fish all the time, tiny little fish, but I'd always end up with fish bites. Um, And we actually, we swam out to a buoy once. In fact, we were going to swim out to a (laughs) massive, you know, those big fancy mega yachts. We were going to swim out to one of those because we ended up on a nudist beach somewhere. Oh my God, I've gone totally off track, but fucking hell, I so need to get Matilda on one of these podcasts. She'd absolutely love doing this. She really would. So yeah, swimming in the sea has never really bothered me as long as it was nice sea water and you could see see your feet and everything. Um, but things that are a bit murky and a bit earthy, yeah, they do freak me out a bit. So well, I used to live in Manchester and Manchester Ship Canal is world famous, okay? So Manchester is full of canals, right? Huge canal network. And whenever I used to look at the canal, I would just think dead bodies and shopping trolleys and maybe like the odd Cortina that's probably at the bottom of it. Oh, if you live out of the UK, Cortina is a really old car. Um so, yeah, all a bit weird. Um, but I started swimming in uh, the lake and the lake is a bit murky. And I have to have those little, you know, those little shoes that you can get, those little swim shoes. I have to because the thought of something touching my feet, I don't know why it freaks me out. Anyway, um, I have talked about this before, but I just had to refresh. So I did my coldest swim yet on Saturday that's just gone. And 
holy mothership, it was freezing. I mean, we're in October now in the UK, so and I live in the north of England, so it is always colder. But that was really cold. That was cold. To the point where you're going down, you get onto the pontoon and you start walking down. And I always go in a group because I do a breathe work session beforehand. And I do this once every month, okay? Because I do it as a nice, it's almost like a cleanse and a reset. That's how I see it. So I go once a month and as I'm going down the pontoon and I went with my friend Nicola. If you've not listened to Nicola's episode, she was a guest speaker, Nicola Parrish. She is the Reiki master. She is the diamond heart healer. Scroll through the episodes, listen to her episode. It's incredible. So I go with Nicola. And um, I'm going down the pontoon to get into the water and instantly it's, free, it's cold. It's really, really cold. And it's not felt like that before yet. And as it's sort of going up my legs, I just had this moment where I thought, fucking hell, what am I doing? Now, I thought to myself, choose your words carefully, Sally. Don't say that you can't do it because you can and you're going to do it. So just tell yourself and be kind because let's be honest, this whole sort of be kind, be kind to people, be kind to people. Guess what? Be kind to your fucking self. Because some of the shit that we say to ourselves, we would literally never say to anybody else. Unless, you know, unless we really fucking hated them. But that's still, still, we probably still wouldn't say it to them. Um, and so, you know, I thought, right, just be kind to Sally because you want to do this. So I'm on the, like the plank and I'm going down. And then my it, my crutch was freezing and then it sort of went up over my boobs and everything. I thought it's like, I've got to get my shoulders under, but I was trying to breathe and I was concentrating for a split second. It was like, fucking hell. And that's all I kept saying to myself, fucking hell, fucking hell, fucking hell, fucking hell, like this. And Nicola was in and she looked at me, she went, you okay? And I literally went, give me a minute. <laughs> give me a minute, just give me a minute. And I had to have a word with myself. I had to really have a word. I got really upset actually because I, I got very emotional with myself because it's a huge challenge for me. Uh, my hands were freezing. I didn't have a hat on because I wanted to dunk my head under the water because I wanted to feel the coldness on my face, which sounds weird, but it's me. Um, and it was, yeah, it was it was um, possibly the most amazing experience cold water swimming I've had yet. On the way home, I had a fucking huge cry in the car on the way home um, because I have been doubting myself for far too long at the moment. And doing something like that has really made me realise just how I do have the ability to do these things in life that I am so desperate to do. And um, whether it be a business challenge or trying for another baby, because I tell you what, if you've listened to my other podcast, my other episodes about how I went through fertility treatment, I am, I would love to have another baby. I honestly would love another baby, but I've got to go through IVF. So I could conceive naturally. However, um, it most likely looks like we have to go through IVF. Um, and so I've got to wait because I've just had a colposcopy. Long story. Um, and then there's a part of me that thinks, you know, will I get there in six months time and think that I can't do it? Because it is full on. IVF is full on. Um, and so, and then I was, th- I've just set up another business and I was, I've, I've just been doubting myself. I've been doubting myself for far too long. And then when I got into this freezing cold lake, I, and I dunked my head under three times, I'd like to add. Um, I'll tell you what was really cold, my crutch. My crutch was absolutely freezing. My poor old Poonani was like an ice block. And I remember looking at Nicola, Nicola going, God, my fanny's freezing. <laughs> just typical northern bird. She went, mine is too. And I thought, I'm just going to have a quick wee and warm myself up a bit. <laughs> it, was, it was really cold. And when I got out, I was numb. My fingers were numb. Um, but I, I felt amazing, like amazing. In the evening, though, I really felt it at night, really felt it at night. I had to have a really hot shower at night when I got home um, because I didn't feel great at all. But Sunday, fucking hell, it was like somebody had just sort of pulled back this sort of dark sheet. And I was like, right, 
you're back in the game, bitch, let's go. Because I have doubted myself and I don't feel like, oh, I know for a fact I'm not the only woman that feels like this. Now, whether you're a mother or not, at some point in your life, you will have felt like you're worthless. And it's the thing is, it's these things that we tell ourselves or you might feel like you're not worthy. Worthless sounds a little bit harsh, doesn't it? Uh, but we do have these moments and it can be certain things that have led us to these points and things that have gone on maybe fucking years ago that suddenly manifest a bit later on in your life. But since having Roman, who's my three and a half year old son, I don't know what, it, I don't know whether, and this is, this is, this is just my experience. Okay. This is what I'm talking about is my experience. If you can't relate to it, I get it. But I just want to share it with you because you might be able to relate to it in some way, shape or form. But having Roman, I feel like I passed a shitload of my confidence onto him. And I'm glad. I'm really, really glad he's got it. I'm so glad because he's so ballsy. It's great. So it's almost like that sort of passage of birth. I felt like I, I, I'd made him so fucking confident. And he is. Um, and it's almost like I've still got it, but I just need to tap into it again. So you'll hear women go, oh, mum brain. And we laugh about it. But actually, do you know what? It's real. This shit is real. It's so real. I am not as, well, I'm not as quick witted as what I used to be. I used to work in a car garage full of men. Okay. You had to be ballsy. You had to be prepared to have face-to-face arguments. You had to be prepared to be insulted, which is fine. I don't give a shit about that because I can give it back. But you had to be quick off the mark with comebacks and be very smart with your words. And then it's almost like I'd lost that ability and definitely lost that ability to be really sharp and funny and smart. And I thought, what the fuck's happened to me? And then I found myself forgetting certain dates and words and places and people's names. And I'd go, yeah, that guy went, oh, what's his fucking name? And then I'd go, I can't believe I've forgotten his name. Does this sound familiar? So yeah, that's exactly where I was at. And I was like, this is mum brain. And it's almost like we just have this fucking loss of confidence and it does come down to confidence. So it's still there, girls. And it can be not just going through like becoming a mother. I think losing a job, definitely losing a career, definitely losing a loved one. All these things that happen in our lives, these junctions that we come to where you have these changes in emotions, uh, these massive shifts in energy um, they can knock you in more ways than you ever imagined, but you're still there. That's one thing I really just wanted to get that across today in this episode is I've realized by doing that swim in that fucking freezing cold lake at the weekend, I'm Sally, do you know what? We was it? <laughs> did you ever use the watch? Did you ever use the watch? Bo Selector, right? And he used to do an impression of Mel B. <laughs> this is the only way I can think to describe it. And he used to look at himself in the mirror uh, and then the character of Mel being go, oh, you still got it. And that's what I thought to myself. I was like, fucking hell, Sally, you've still got it. Um, and yeah, it's been a game changer this week. Fuck me. I've never, never, ever sort of catapulted myself into my uh, new career as much as what I have been doing. It's been amazing. Like really picking up the phone, just going for it, chatting to people, feeling like I'm getting that momentum back. I had a really good chat with Scott about IVF for next year and about just going for it as soon as we get the all clear from the next smear. Um, and I thought, right, okay, let's just keep this vibe alive. That's what I need to do is just keep remembering that's who I am. I'm still there. And it's just a case of tapping back into it again. And do you know what it is? It's, it's actually routine of practicing being that person again and remembering that, you know, it's, 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 it's okay to kind of lose your bearings. And like, I, I mean, honestly, God, I don't think, I think that mum brain is a bit of a block. It's almost like you are, 
it, and that's how I felt. I felt like I've been a bit blocked for a little bit and there's been a lot of fog. Um, but I, and in, in the sense that it's almost like Sally's been here. Like everyone's like, oh, fucking Sally, yeah, blah, 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 blah. But then the ballsy Sally who has zero fucks has almost like she's just gone off piste a little bit or maybe she's just got an old version of a sat nav <laughs> and not realised that the new, the new estate's been built somewhere else. Oh, fuck, hang on, there we go. That's where I'm going. And it's almost like, yeah, I tapped back into that at the weekend. Now, that might sound a little bit woo-woo for you and you might be like, oh, fucking hell, she's gone a bit deep here. But I do believe that we do have these moments in our lives where we do have our confidence knocked and it could be absolutely anything. And being a woman, we have this tendency to say, oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. Whereas really, you're not fucking fine. And this comes from generation generational behavior. Now, you might not agree with me on this one. And guess what? <laughs> That's fine. I'm more than happy for you to disagree with me. And please, if you do disagree with me, fucking message me and tell me what your opinion is because I really welcome messages. I love getting messages. Um, I love it when people reach out to me and drop me an inbox. And you can find me on Instagram. It's at Adventures of a Geriatric Mum. I'm the same on Facebook as well. But if you look at the women uh, through generations, and this is this is true with women within uh, careers, okay? Women who are career women, women who are mothers, women who are going through the menopause. Sorry, girls, I've got to mention that one. Women who are having horrendous periods as well. Uh, women who are struggling with IVF. Women come from all different walks of life. And like I said, at all these junctions that we can all relate to as women, we will always say, I'm fine yeah I'm fine and deep down inside you're just like it's almost like uh, that swan effect where your fucking legs are paddling under the water but on top it's like a graceful swan I'm fine I'm fine so yeah it's and do you know what this is this is because if you think about it what we do today as women, we are career women. So we're expected basically to cook like Mary Berry, fuck like Pamela Anderson and look like Kim Kardashian. And yet also have the money um, and, and like literally have the money of uh, Deborah Meaden from Dragon's Den. So that's it. It's like fucking hell. Hang on a minute. How much pressure do we fucking need? Um, and then if you think about that's what we do nowadays or what's expected of us nowadays, have a look at my mum's generation, Sandra. Oh, by the way, Sandra is coming on an episode. Oh, I've got so much to tell you about my mum. I picked my mum up from the airport last week. She's so cute. Um, and I said, oh, she will do it. She's doing it. She's good. She had a wobble and then she, oh, go on then. Oh, no. And I was like, oh, fucking hell, you said you're doing it. So let's do it. So yeah, Sandra's coming on an episode. I don't know when, but we'll have to get it organised. Um, my mum was chatting to my mum about this. And my mum went, you know what, Sal? Um, I was a spinster and I was like 23 and I was, I was honestly sad. They thought I was going to be a spinster and that was in the 60s to 70s. So, and my mum said nothing was really ever expected of my mum to do well. What is that? Oh, I'm sorry. The bin man's just reversing up the clothes if you can hear it going in the background. <laughs> oh, I'm glad he's come to collect my recycling bins. Um, but yeah, so... It, what was expected of my mum was to not have a career, really, was to marry and to have children and maybe have a little job. But my mum was telling me that when my mum got pregnant with me, and I'm born in 1978, so my mum got pregnant with me in 77, my mum had to leave her job. 
So she'd taken this job on because she'd been, I've got two older brothers and there's like a four year gap between me and my other brother. And my mum had said that at the time they wouldn't, you know, if you got pregnant, you just basically quit work. So she found that she was pregnant and they were going to ask her to leave anyway. So she just said that she was going to go. Um, and then actually my mum started a career in nursing in the 80s. But I do you know what? I'll let her tell you that. But it's really interesting though because nothing was really ever expected of my mum to do anything as, as a career. You know, it was it just wasn't there. And then for my grandmother, which is my mum's mum, she had a job. I can't remember what she did. I'll get my mum to explain it. But again, she was expected of my grandmother to become a housewife. That was it. She was expected to be a housewife. And then I found out that her mother, through my mum, told me this, used to work in service. She was a cook, you know, like Downton Abbey. So my great grandmother was a cook, like in Downton Abbey. So it, it fascinates me that you have to remember that these generations of women all had different pressures, all had different pressures. But obviously now at my generation, well, what do I do? I've been a career woman, a mother, I've struggled to get pregnant, I've gone through IVF, you know, and I could, don't get wrong, I'm not getting a fucking violin out here. I'm just trying to show you just how, I mean, this is only four generations. It's not really that long, really, probably of the span of a hundred years, a bit more, just how different they have become. Now you have to also bear this in mind, Women could only vote in the 1920s and prior to that, not in fact, I think it was at that time, if you were going through the menopause and your husband felt that you were hysterical, he could divorce you on those grounds. Uh, you would also be sectioned as well if you were going through the menopause and became slightly hysterical, should we say, having a bad period being slightly hysterical. So what are you going to do if somebody asks you if you're okay? you're going to tell them that you're fucking fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Oh, yes, absolutely. I'm fine. So it's so, so interesting how we have programmed ourselves as women to just be fine about everything in fear of what could have potentially happened. But it's definitely from my own experience. And like I said, you might think differently to this. It's definitely been passed through from generations. That's just sort of making sure that you're that swan whilst you're paddling underneath, uh, because goodness me, God forbid, you should ever give anybody the wrong impression to end up in an asylum. And isn't that fucking horrendous? But that's the truth. That's the absolute truth. So yes, yeah, so I've just been really having a massive week of reflection, to be honest with you, especially after this cold water swim. It's just made me realise that, do you know what? I've still got it. I've still, still got it. Hey, do you know what? You've still got it. I've still got it. I've still got it going on. I just needed to tap back into her again. And I'm already booked on to go for another swim in the next three weeks because it really helps me reset. I tell you what, it boosts your metabolism. I've never looked so good at the moment. <laughs> Vain bitch. <laughs> oh, tell you what, it's dropping off me. <laughs> go cold water swimming. No, I'm obviously working out and I've got my diet bang on at the minute. But yeah, that's why I just feel really good at the minute. Really, really good. Yeah, I've got to tell you, so I went and picked my mum up from the uh, airport. So my mum and dad have been in the States for around six, seven weeks. Uh, my brother lives over there. And then they uh, they got back uh, last week. And I said to them, listen, don't worry, I'll come and get you from the airport, okay? Oh, okay, okay, Arthur. Um, I said, just let me know where you're going to be. And picking them up from Manchester. And you go to Terminal 2. Terminal 2, you've got to go into the underground car park, like the pickup car park. And my mum is hilarious because she gets giddy. 
And that's fair enough. She gets excited. So dad's like, just drive in, Sal. And then you can, you'll drive past us. And that's fine. Yep. I can, and so my car's bright red. So I'm driving in and my dad's going, I my dad's nickname, by the way, is Colonel Kev. Okay. We just call him Colonel Kev because he has an itinerary for everything. And he's always incredibly organized. And he's going, uh, I can see you. I can see you. I can see you're just pulling in. You're pulling in. You're pulling in. Okay. 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 Your mother. Oh, bloody. Your mother's walking. And my mother's obviously gone, oh, Sal's here got her fucking enormous suitcase on wheels and started wheeling off through the car park. Bearing in mind, she's got two fucking plastic kneecaps. She's had two major back operations. <laughs> I'm off. That's it. It starts walking off. That's going, Sandra, Sandra, Sandra. Oh, fuck. Your mother's walking. Your mother's walking. I said, where the... F-? I'm on loud, like the car, you know, the car's on hands free. I said, where the fuck is mum? Next minute, the whole car park is full of people. They're obviously getting collected. And then she's trying to, mum, you can't get, I've not even parked yet. There's cars like piling up behind me. Hiya, Sal. You all right? And mum, <laughs> I've got dad on hands free shouting Sandra. She stood at the passenger door next to me. So mum, I can't stop and open the boot. You need to go over there. What are you doing? Why didn't you just stay with dad? Oh, come on, just open it up. It was absolutely hilarious. So bless her. I had to go like around a few parking spaces to find, I ended up basically going back to where my dad was and she had to walk all the way back across the car park with a fucking suitcase. But it was just hilarious. She's just, my mum is the funniest. Uh, she's, I mean, good God. I always talk about my mum because I think, I think we all have this sort of relationship with our parents, don't we? We're just like, oh God. And I think you feel, and I do, you sometimes become the adult. I mean, there's definitely been that change in role reversal as I've got older. I feel like as I've got older, I've become, I don't know, I feel like I'm the adult and my mum and dad sometimes are like little children. I mean, they can throw really good tantrums, you know, between the two of them. They can definitely chuck a fit. Um, which, And I feel like, I, th- I think I've actually told my mum and dad off before. <laughs> you might be able to relate to that. It is a strange feeling though, but yeah, there's definitely that role reversal flip. And you know what? It's good to have him home, both my mum and dad, actually, because they'd not seen Roman for nearly eight weeks. So I took him over there at the weekend. And uh, yeah, it was just brilliant. It was, And I'm so grateful that my mum and dad live closer as well, because it could have worked out so differently in the end. But you know what? The universe has got a crazy way of doing shit, hasn't it, sometimes? So you just got to roll with it. So um, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm working on her. I'm working on getting her on an episode. And I guarantee that when she does, oh my God, everybody will know about it. <laughs> It will be one not to be missed, believe me. Thank you for listening to this episode today. And I genuinely mean that. I really mean that because I've been toying with the idea of talking about mum brain for ages because I feel like we just sort of, I've said this already, we just brush it off and we say it so flippantly and we like laugh about it as well. Like, oh, look at me, mum brain. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Whereas, do you know what? The next time somebody says that to me, I'm just going to give them a hug. I'm going to go, do not come here, bring it in, bring it in. I feel you. I get it. I get it. Because it doesn't mean you're as thick as shit. It doesn't mean that you're fucking stupid. It doesn't mean that you've lost your marbles. It doesn't mean that you're going to be dragged away somewhere. It just means that you're a clued up woman who has had a little bit of brain fog, lost your confidence and most likely can't find your fucking car keys. (laughs) That's the truth. (laughs) That's the truth. So just know that you have still got it. You've still got it. And sometimes what you've got to do 
and this is me speaking from experience, is do something that makes you step outside of your comfort zone just to remind yourself that you are a fucking badass. And it could be anything. It could be absolutely anything. Um, Whether it's, you know, I mean, I go cold water swimming just to recheck myself, reset myself and challenge myself. That's exactly what I do. You might want to go and do a skydive. I don't know. You might want to start riding a motorbike. Topless. (laughs) Oh, bloody hell, that'd be painful. (laughs) They'd be straight under the armpit. No, but there's so many things that you can do and there's not even that difficult really just to challenge yourself. Do you know what I mean? So it's it's just a wonderful way really of just helping yourself know for a fact that you are still there. Sometimes you just need to tap back into that magical woman and that magical place. So I really am grateful for you listening today. And if it's hit a note with you or if it's something that you can you know, think, God, yeah, I totally get it. I totally get it. Then by all means, do reach out to me. Just drop me a message. It's at Adventures of a Geriatric Mum. You can even send me a message on Facebook as well. It's been so lovely to spend this little space with you. And thank you for choosing to come and listen to this episode. Um, I, um, God, blimey, I've got so, look at here, God, blimey. Well, if I, I don't come from fucking London. What's that all about here? Apples and pears. I sound like Dick Van Dyke from Mary Poppins then. <laughs> Stepping time. <laughs> what a dick literally um yeah i've got lots coming up very soon so make sure that you watch this space you take care won't you make sure that you wrap up as well it's getting colder thank you so much for stopping by and i genuinely mean this if you have thank you for leaving me a five star rating already if you haven't i would love it if you could take the time whatever platform that you listen on, just to drop me a five-star rating. If you're on Apple, you can actually leave a little review. Some words would be really kind and then I will always share it on Instagram. But yeah, have a wonderful week and I'll see you very soon. Thank you so much for taking a listen to my podcast. Find me on Instagram and Facebook at Adventures of a Geriatric Mum, where there's a link to the podcast that you can share with all your friends. After all, sharing is caring and you and I are best friends now.